we're recording hey guys and welcome back to another episode of book talk podcast i am fifi and i'm aisha and we're here with the beautiful and everybody knows her because she's doing amazing things in the social learning community so would you like to introduce yourself Hello everyone. Hello Boku Talk. I want all do Kushe, Kushe, Kushe. Um, Fifi, Fiona and Aisha, thank you so much for the invitation um, and thank you for the initiative. I think this is like really important, especially seeing young Sierra Leoneans. You guys are the next, you know, the current generation, the next generation. You guys are the change makers. Keep doing what you're doing and don't let anyone put you down and you don't give up on none of your dreams. So my name is Maria Kamara, and I'm the founder and director of Smiling Through Light and Beam Talks. Listen, this isn't one small girl. Let me tell you that. Do you know what Smiling Through Smiling Through Light is? All right, and Beam Talks. Okay. Anyways, we're gonna get into it because I'm excited. So before we get into the core of this podcast. <laughs> It is time for the Baba moment of the week. Yes. So, guys, you know, we always hit you with this one. And come on, like, if you've been watching the news, been on social media, Twitter especially, then you know that yesterday, the peaceful, well, peaceful Black Lives Matter protest took place. And um, it was peaceful until a horse started running through the crowd, guys. Um, from what from what people have been saying, yeah, literally, like the police started getting a bit, you know, a bit aggressive with people. Well, started to kind of be intimidating. Let me say, and they were on their horses, which is animal cruelty. Actually, I'm gonna call Peter for you lot. Um, so they were on the what's it called? On the on the horses, and then one particular horse. I think they got scared or whatever. They started ch- charging towards people. The police officer that was on the horse got knocked down by a traffic light and the horse just ran off into the sunset. Like, I couldn't believe what I was seeing, to be honest. But yeah, that is the bob moment of the week. Apparently, the horse, there was many explanations as to why the horse went off. One, that it was auditioning for a Lloyd's TSB advert. That was number one. Yeah. Have you watched the film Spirit? No. Have you not watched Spirit? And it's about a, a horse. Listen, oh, when I saw that horse, that's all I thought of Spirit, literally. Wow. The second thing was that people were letting off like fireworks towards like the police and that, and that spooked the horse. Um, ever since then, they have not found the horse, so it's still on the loose. I'm just joking. No, it's not. It's not. not. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes. Imagine. <laughs> Basically, uh, the horse just said, you know what? Yeah, I'm on the wrong side, so... Do you, know what, do you know what I mean? And the horse was brown as well. So the horse knew. The horse knew. Well, Brian, the like, horse knew, knew. Like, it knew its loyalty. We're brown. the one that, you know, gives it life. You know, we be using its hair. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. you know, we just be... Don't, please don't say that. We're supporting the horse community. Don't it's not animal cruelty, by the way, Asha. What? To be on the horses? If it was animal cruelty, they wouldn't be... They do this a lot. Like, if it was that deep, Peter would have come. No, but I'm saying it's not good, though. They need to leave the horses alone, man. Uh, We're actually... We're not in the 1800s. Like, why do they need horses? Uh, Horses need to be used. If they're not used, they make them into Iceland ready mills. So... 
not me that's eating host. Anyways, me guys. So far, you know, like, it was a whole scandal. Let's not, we're not gonna sit here and pretend that it wasn't. Yeah, that nah, that's the, it. Was that's it was the, a whole thing? We're not gonna sit here and pretend. So, anyways, guys, I just hope that that horse stays safe. I hope all the horses stay safe, and I hope that the future Black Lives Lives Matter protests are all safe and good and that the police don't move mad like how they were moving yesterday so yeah mm. let's get into the topics please you want to take us away no you don't no anyways all right so we have the amazing mariama so um let's get into smiling through light let's get into that it's an amazing initiative and i want you to explain where it is to people that don't know because obviously this isn't just for Sierra Leoneans, it's for all people as well. And, you know, we want to put your business out there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, take it away, Mariama. Thank you, Aisha. Um, so Smiling Through Light focuses on clean energy access. Um, we work with the network of local women to provide clean, reliable and sustainable energy in Sierra Leone through the sales of solar products. So we're starting in Sierra Leone because it's where I'm from. That's where I was born. But the plan is to take it throughout um, Sub-Saharan Africa and to work in different countries. So it's a big vision um, and it's going amazingly well. So kind of background around energy access. Currently, 860 million people do not have access to electricity. This is like globally. Um, when you pull it down to sub-Saharan Africa, it's over 60%, so over 500 million people. So these people that don't have electricity, the way they basically light their homes is through using kerosene or using candles or using um, Chinese-powered lamps. And if any of you have used kerosene, I've used it when I was in Sierra Leone when I was a kid, I've used it. It's really bad for your health. Um, we meet communities who've been using it for so long. When they blow their nose, it's thick black snot. It um, gives you chronic health um, problems. So it's really dangerous, causes fires a lot. So imagine a family, probably you fall asleep just leaving a kerosene lamp and you wake up to say you go to the toilet, you can easily just knock it over and, and there's a fire. So it's a huge global problem, but obviously it's much bigger in sub-Saharan Africa. When we come now to Sierra Leone, with our population of just over 7 million people, only 13% of our population have access to electricity. Um, And people know all of this because we always experience blackouts. You know, people are always talking about it. It's because we have really bad issues with our grid. And that's like in urban areas where it's the 13%. But when you go into rural communities, it's less than 1% of people that have access to electricity. So a lot of those communities definitely just rely on kerosene and candles. And over the years, things have definitely changed, but our core business um, is on three key points. So first of all, we definitely want to change um, the way people live. So our things are all around saying no to the use of kerosene and moving people more into clean energy. Secondly, all our agents, so we have a team, the um, women that sell products, they're all women. So we focus a lot on gender equality, women's empowerment, and obviously creating jobs. The third thing is that Smiling Through Light is a business. So we're all around job creation, Um, economic development for like our team and also the country because 
I could have easily set up a charity. But I think as Africans, we have to stop moving. We need to start thinking about how we move into much more effective ways that our economies can grow. Aid is not the way. It's never been the way for Africa. And our mindsets have to change around that to say we have to start creating um, jobs for ourselves. And hence why when I set up the business, it, I knew it had to be a, a company. I could have easily set up a charity, gone to all these different communities, fundraise, or we raise money through grants to just give lights out for free. But you're just giving a light out. But now when people are working, we're building customers. It's making everyone much more inclusive and playing a very important role in the economy. Can I, can I just say first, yeah, um, God bless you for even thinking of this type of, you know, initiative, this type of business as well. And you made a really great point there. Like you could have just made this a charity and with charities, yes, it's great and everything you are giving out this particular service for free, but it's also good when you can give a job to somebody. And that's, that's something mm. that a lot of people in Sierra Leone, they don't have. So for you to say, you know what, I want to make this a thing where you can actually make money from this as well as learning new skills as well. Maybe things that you didn't know. I think it's great that they're able to do this. Um, in terms of like the lighting as well, like we obviously we've all been to Sierra Leone and we know that the lighting is not the greatest. It's getting there, but it's not the greatest. So again, like this is another great initiative. I feel like so many people, again, it's not a bad thing, but they kind of focus on like, you know, oh, clothes and food, like that maybe to go sell back home. Great things. But one main thing that Sierra Leone really does need help with is the lighting that is something that blackouts all of that mm. is, is not <laughs> it's not good like it's annoying sometimes you know what I mean so yeah like Mariama I love it honestly I really do yeah and it's like you know it's life-changing for um like this whole week I've been doing interviews um so for example we're developing a gender equality toolkit with the World Bank so they were asking questions around kind of women and I'll give you guys examples because like our culture the way it thinks about women is that we're just meant to be at home having children looking after children waking up every morning and looking after our husbands fine you know we all grew up there to like obviously respect our homes and I'd always say to young people like myself I'm married um, I had look after my home, but then I've also got my business that I look after. These are things that change. We have to do a lot of work on how we change mindset, and you do that by involving and working with the communities. So our, like the business, 80% of the staff are women. I know that one of our biggest risks to us um, female sales agents, if their husband says to them today, stop working, they're going to stop working. That's like a fact. A big risk can be like, our products getting missing, you know, or stolen or anything like that. But if a husband says to the wife, today, I don't want you to go to work anymore. Stop working. They would stop working. I remember when we finished doing our recruitment and we said to our agents, and once they've gone through all the recruitment process, do you guys all have bank accounts? They were like, yeah, 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 we've got bank accounts. I was like, great, let's have the bank accounts. When they came, they came with their husband's bank accounts. They said, can you be paying our salaries <laughs> into our husband's bank accounts. We said, no, we can't do that. So 
what we've done now and I think that's how people have to think like you have to try and be much more creative so we've got partnerships with like the local banks in Sierra Leone we have a partnership with GT Bank and UBA Bank so once we've recruited it's easier now to just get in contact with them and say we've got a couple of staff can you help them set up their bank accounts which they can do in a day most of them like how we have our national insurance number you know in Sierra Leone we have NASIT so as a company we obviously pay pensions and taxes and everything majority of these women didn't have that we had to set up all mm-hmm. their NASA accounts setting up all their bank accounts so it's a lot of work um, that you have to do but through the process it's been also been good for the men as well to see that okay this is what we've always thought about women but look at how they're balancing both of the roles right so a lot yeah. of the agents would wake up early in the morning look after their homes and then get ready to go to work and in the evening they'll go back um but it's really a struggle um but I think like the things you're doing and loads of other Sierra Leoneans that I know it's how if you start showcasing all this positive stuff you, you start showing people the things that's going on you start saying to people you have to do this you have to do that it definitely makes a big change. And I think that's where we should be focusing on and our efforts should be much more collaborative, much yeah. more learning from each other and much more like pushing forward. Mm-hmm. Can I just I really say as well? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I really like the concept, man. I like that. I like the fact that you're changing the narrative and you're, educa- you're educating people as you're doing it as well. So that you're really, you're really tackling a stigma and it's really, really good. <laughs> No, you really are. Like, because I think what really got me was when you said that, you know, the whole thing about if, if their husband told him not to work. Yeah, this is a lot of the time. A lot of people, I'm not being funny, but in our culture, it's very known and talked about that we, not in so many words, we should be submissive. It's not, yeah. it's not, it's not by force, you know, we don't need to do that. Like, we're all human. So why should I be submissive to a man who wants to control me? Like, when, when I'm here contributing to the household and, I really like the fact that, you know, you took the um, initiative to like create partnerships with, you know, banks out there to make sure that mm. people set up to have things that they would have never thought to have. And as yeah. you've done that now, they're going to pass those those skills, those those um, knowledge down to their children. Because really, truly, if hadn't you come into that situation and taught them these things, they wouldn't have been able to pass it down. So this is a generation changer, I think, personally, for me. Like, like if I was in a household and my mom was working... She was she she didn't have no work like obviously the same way you explained it like you know it's just the man of the house and whatever I guarantee you I'll get married and not know these things myself do you understand until you actually go out there and how many people actually go out there in Sierra Leone like I know that it's growing but how many people actually go out there and educate themselves and and try to there's a lot of factors around it that stops that so I really respect what you're doing I think it's amazing stuff and like you said yeah it is up to us not our, our generation with the things that we're doing to educate other people too so who knows this podcast might go out to the right person who will come and seek your business and mm-hmm. you know decide mm-hmm. look I want to change my life type thing because you know times are changing sorry it is like you know it's funny because we had um we had a lady on a few weeks ago who the episode is going to come out soon. And she was talking about how men view women in Sierra Leone. And when she, t- when she was talking about, I was so rattled because I was just thinking, maybe it's because we're JCs when we go here. Yeah. <laughs> because the way they move to us here yeah, is different. Obviously, I know it's only because we're there for a certain amount of time. But I really think it's stupid for them to move like that. No offense, but, you know, I just, I'm going to yeah. put in a spade. Like, how can you be so ignorant to think here? Yeah? Like, I know it's something, it's, it's, 
generational, it's historical that, you know, the man is of the house and the woman comes and, you know, all of these things. But you're, you're sitting and you're telling me, don't watch movies, you don't watch TV, you don't watch all these things and not think, okay, cool, there's a possibility my wife is going to have a man of her She has a man of her own and you keep suppressing it. There's going to come a time when someone's going to come around her and build her up. So why are you treating these women this way? Do you know what I'm trying to say? So I really like the fact that you've taken something... Emma, these are things... Mama. Yes, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it went a bit um so what I was gonna say, these are things that's um embedded in our culture. These are things that's been going on for years. And obviously there comes a point where you change it, but the way I think you change it and from our experience of what we've been doing is how we work with the community, mm-hmm. how we work with um the husbands. So a couple of examples. We currently have a team of 11 in Sierra Leone. We have our head office in Freetown. We have a hub in Lonsa. We have a hub in Kamakwe. Our plan for the next three to five years is to work in the north, which has a population of 2.5 million people, and to take about 15 to 20% of that market. So, for example, Cambia is our next area that we want to work in. Before we go and set up shop in Cambia, we do one-month stakeholder engagement. What does that mean? We meet with the chiefs, we explain to them about our work, our vision, what we're trying to do within Cambia. We, we meet with all the women's organizations there and explain to them and talk to them because they're there. They can also, once we start recruitment, they can tell us that once the recruitment go out, they can suggest to us people that can be sales agents. And we only recruit for our positions within the territories, the areas that we're where and work with them for a month once that that's finished we have a big community awareness event so we use storytelling a lot because in the rural communities we work with the literacy levels they're really really low um so we've um developed stories around the fireflies so i don't know if you guys know the fireflies a fly which basically works similarly to a solar product so during the day they they're just there storing all their energy from the sun and at night you just see them flying all around like bright so communities they know about these flies so we've developed like really cool stories i work with yusuf jalo who is another Sierra Leonean yeah and he does the storytelling and we have massive um, events today we've trained like over 800 community members once we do that education that's when we actually set up because then the community never had any issue with theft, like none of our hubs. We've never had no issue or any problems because to the community is their thing. Like everyone that works there is people within their community. Um, so I think like that's really, really important in terms of like education. And these are new technologies that people actually, they're changing, they're becoming much more better from like when um, I started. So that was one. Um, this year before COVID actually started, one of the main things we wanted to do, and we're still planning on doing it, is to build husband champions. Um, so we've tried it um, in May where like the, our current female agent, We've, we're working with their husbands 
So we want to train them to be champions. So for example, when we do go to some like Cambia, they can do storytelling time and they can speak and say, this has been my experience. Like some of them, they, you know, they tell us that before it was so difficult for them when it was just them supporting the household. But now that their wives can contribute, it makes things much more easier. So, yeah. so for me, like I completely understand that within the type of business as it's women led, there's no way I can ignore the men in the community. It just doesn't work. Like my business yeah. would literally yeah. fall, fall apart. So uh, I tip there to anyone who, whatever area sector that you're doing, you obviously have to identify what will be quite risky to your business. Um, and as I said before, this is one of like our biggest ones. And then you just need to think of, okay, how do I avert or mitigate that risk? What can I then possibly do to support that? And for us, it's obviously working um, with the husbands to develop like a cohort and they'll be working with us, going to different places to talk about their experiences and encourage like other men. So you like educate, provide opportunities and create a whole new world, not just for the women, but for the whole family. I've, that's amazing. Like, and it's a different concept, maybe like, you know, it's just, it's just very empowering to hear. Can I just ask though, like, what are some of the pros and the cons of like, you know, this type of setup that you have? Like, what is the pros and cons that you have been faced with since setting up Smiling Through Life? So which one do you want first? The, the... They always say I mean, bad news first. Cons, oh, cons, yeah, I'm about to say that, yeah. <laughs> Let's do cons. Which one? Okay, cons. the cons. Okay, so the cons a lot. So when I started Smiling Through, the idea for Smiling Through Life actually came in 2011. Um, so my background's in international development. Um, so in 2008, nine, I um, Diffid started doing these things called diaspora volunteering. Then a troop came up for Sierra Leone in 2011 when I went. It took us actually five years to do research lobby to advocate because our government at that time wasn't interested in renewable energy. Um, so it took us first five years to actually get them with the support of DFID and Power for All to, for them to sign. They signed something called an ed- energy compact agreement, which got like, which opened the sector up because all they were thinking about was um, our grid and making Boombuna optic, but there was no um, other thing solve some of these um, issues so that was one it took ages then when it started me being a woman now and quite young when you go to our ministry of energy it's all men that's there like the energy sector anyway not only in Sierra Leone but everywhere it's really really male dominated yeah yeah it's Mm -hmm. so male dominated so I remember like a couple of my first meetings it was always around huh what's how you pull this idea (laughs) You're too small for getting kind of idea, yeah. Eh, then you marry it back, you man the make it like this is not why I came to the meeting. There's no brain in our heads. That was like all the conversations for meetings after meetings. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember there was points I would actually remove some meetings, I wouldn't go with my ring because when I had them, like the focus just was around you being young, you being married, oh, you don't have children yet. Don't you think you should be having children? Oh my God, what does your husband think about all of this? Those are like the, the, the kind of conversations you would have. And that's quite difficult because 
that's my personal life. Like all I'm trying to do is come as a professional to work for how long ever a meeting goes on for and then I'll just go go home but we went through that because after a while now they see the type of work we're doing how we're contributing we've got a really great relationship with the ministry so that's good um another challenge was actually finding staff in Sierra Leone to work with um finding people to work with is very difficult. So Sierra Leone, and I'll talk about BIM Talks, but this was the thing like with BIM Talks, because so many people have got all the degrees in this world you can think about. But in terms of practicality, actually, so an example, when we were doing interviews, I got people to do like a PowerPoint presentation and um, to present to us then cram everything <laughs> and some people were just coming <laughs> and are <that laughs> you just thinking like, like one slide with bear yeah. and then they stand there and then they say well in 2001 you think say well if as you can see well i read for you 2000 oh yeah there was this um one of them it was so funny we were all in the interview like we had like a panel and stuff we were like because the guy he was running late so you know i was like okay fine 20 minutes so someone done his presentation for him so you know when you're there presenting and half the stuff that he was talking about was not even what the powerpoint presentation was saying it was like so funny so we have to obviously do a lot of work around um like kind of training and i'm not saying this is for everyone because like now our team they've worked with us over one year like they're really really good but you have to put a lot of work into it um other things around like systems it's frustrating if you move from the diaspora where for us you can open a company 24 hours and everything could be set up to then go to Sierra Leone and to do it. I know like the um, Corporate Affairs Commission, they're really, really trying now to get everything online to make it much more easier. But like when I was registering in 2016, it was much more difficult. So a lot of challenges there around like systems and getting systems in place. What does that actually um, look like? What are the challenges, the issues that I've mentioned um, with our agents, stuff with their husbands, um but yeah so i i I just think like it's taken a long for me it's taken a long time but i appreciate that because now if someone actually wants to go to Sierra Leone and set up something i would not want them to take that long time to do it because now i have the understanding it would just be easier for me just to speak to them and say hey you have to do this just do this just do that do that if they listen they do it then it makes it so that's why some of us have to go through that journey so people like yourselves it's not it's not that difficult for you. Um, so that's like a great thing. So what's been really, really good? I think for me, setting up Smiling Through Life and how now we're changing narratives about Sierra Leone, I think for me, it's like a really, really key thing. Um, and for us to be telling our own stories, how we, my experience, even if I'm having a cultural experience that's bad, even if I'm saying the husbands of our um, agents, like this because of mindset because of culture that's fine i'm able to explain it because i completely get it because i completely understand it so that's been quite positive um the fact that we're locally owned like our team everyone's Sierra Leonean. it's like a local organization 
we're working in systems like I pushed the team so far for us to be the best, not only in Sierra Leone, for us to be the best globally, because there's already the stigma of corruption in Africa, which robs us on all of us. We like most of us, we don't know any of these things, but there's that stigma. So for me, we're changing stuff by ensuring that our financial systems are set up properly. We do our accounts, we do our auditing, we do all our legal stuff. You know, we do, you, do, you have to do stuff properly because that's what um, um, changes stuff. Um, I sit on a UN board on energy where I'm able to talk about Sierra Leone and have a voice at a bigger international level. These are spaces that we have to get involved in because that's where all the decisions are made. And if you're not sitting there, and discussing because the way they talk about our countries is just ridiculous if you're not there to champion and say no 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 no, it's not like that this is what you think we can like it's called the people-centered accelerator they know when i'm ready to talk i'm telling them guys i don't want to see african faces on your reports anymore because that's all we see all these ngos all this un stuff putting all our african faces there no victims Hmm? Yeah. Like, stop. You know, is we go through hardship here, but it's like stop painting us to be these like helpless, helpless. Like, I'm not saying we're not helpless, but it's like stop it. Like, we're not your trophy victim people. Like, you're deprived or you're both people. Them deprived. Of course, they've got like find your own. Like, if you want to choose, talk about deprivation. Talk Mm -hmm. about it in all aspects because what annoys me about that is not that we are not. We don't have our own suffering. Everywhere does. You using a black child is is such a is such a oh gets me annoyed because it's just yeah. like are you sure your intentions are true? Number one, why they got to use a black child? First of all, because there's people in the community that are striving, but you won't give recognition to that recognition to that. And you guys come in and you're like, oh, we're saving lives. Yeah, you might be. I'm not disputing that, but like you know. Like white people are talking to you, yeah, and, and, yeah. <laughs> and they kind of act no. as well. As well it's, it's, yeah. it's, I was just gonna say, they kind of act as well as if, like, you know, it's literally the whole of that country in that African nation that is like that. You're going to probably like one particular part, maybe you're going into a village. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to say a village because there's even villages that are doing very, very well, yeah, they have their own system that's going on for them and they're able to function correctly so to kind of just it yeah. is so annoying you'll just be watching the tv please help little aisha um with two pounds a month it's like are you guys all right they'll go and use the most african oh. please help Mimbele. they love me then it's team up next to pig and gutter honestly <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not really- like that it's not, and you know what as well, yeah, we can't be that deprived because our, our nations are the same ones that you people will come to to get your resources from. So we can't be that poor. Do you no. know what I mean? It's, it's, um, it's propaganda. Yeah. Propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. And it's, you know, like the rural communities, this is the thing. Um, like the communities we work with, most of my time in Syria, and obviously I'm in food, I'm, I'm up in rural communities and these people don't want all these massive houses and this is the thing like i'm always saying to say you need to develop your country within your own context people that live in rural communities do not want big high-rise flying they want to be able to live comfortable what a lot of people want at the basic they want food 
they want rights, they want healthcare, which these are all rights that people actually deserve and what people mm-hmm. um, need. Um, so it's something that we shouldn't forget. Those are the things we should be thriving and working towards to know that. And these are simple things that can easily be set up. You can open water pump tanks in different, different community areas for people to actually have access to it. But I'm, you know, where the government or their priorities and thinking are is completely um, different. So for us, it's like being really good. Like now a lot of, we get loads of coverage from different institutions because we've been talking about it, but not only talking, I think what's pushed us and what's been really positive is the action behind it people see see it so i'm quite like you know fiona knows me i'm quite reserved people call me have an interview but my main focus is trying to get my stuff done the main focus is trying to get the the vision going and people don't understand like the struggles of it like Mm. three years huh i said marima's reserved but right, Marim is a celebrity within the community. <laughs> all man knows Marim Akuma. Slash Oni. All man know Amo. All man. So, yes, you are reserved, but you're known. You're reserved legend. I like that, though, because it shows that, Alicia, you're known for the right reasons as well. Yeah, 100%. Not for, you know, rubbish, congosa. No. You know what I mean? I like, I like that. You're a woman about your business, and that's what we need more no. Especially in You have to follow the dream. You have to follow the dream. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is so off topic. But I have to tell you this story about Marimar. This is so mad. I keep that focus. I have to tell you this story. What now? <laughs> yeah, I have to. I'm sorry. No, I've, just, I've got to tell it. Listen. So one day now, imagine I was going on um, a, a date. And I was walking to my date. Who do I bump into? Marimar and her friends. So I was like, yeah, I'm just going to meet a friend. Boom. <laughs> Gone there, met the guy, gone to another bar. Please tell me why I look across the room and Marimar and her friends are there spying on me on my day. <laughs> they were proper like, Marimar, did you really do that? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Because she lived across the road from the place, didn't it? Aisha, it was so oh. funny. Yeah, it was in those days. It was so funny. When I saw I was just like, oh, I feel I'm so happy. But you know when someone's face is just like, okay, so I'm like, what's up? What are you doing? I'm just going to meet someone. And Miss F. Pami lie and I say, ah, this is my sister. They go, where do go? You know, I come and I go, people. I was like, oh, my gosh. Duh. I just saw like a few minutes later, I don't know where they went, what happened. We were now at a bar having a drink, me and my friend. Eh, I just saw Fiona and this young, you know, lovely gentleman, Wookie Lil. If you see face when you see me. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what he do? He gets sent. He makes sure he position the guy so that, like, like, me go to see, I love to see the guy. <laughs> okay, we'll see his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ain't that for you, that one? <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> it went itself because you know we're in. But anyways, no, nah, I know that was yeah, that was funny. That was a funny, funny memory, right? Yeah, funny story. But yeah, let's get back to it. So, Beam Talks. Tell us all about Beam Talks. Yeah, I've been to Beam Talks. Is. I enjoyed Beam Talks. Beam Talks. I think it's so amazing what she done. She actually educated me a lot about people within the community that have amazing things going on. So, I'm gonna let you mm. talk us through what Beam Talks is and how you came about with it. Yeah. Film Talks is 
uh, it's like BIM Talks is um, oh God, yeah. we can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can hear me. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, BIM Talks is smiling through lights UK initiative. Um, it's a platform that actually showcases what Sierra Leonean women are doing in the in the UK. So because obviously Smiling Through Light, our big focus is women. Um, so it was having an initiative around really successful women in Sierra Leone. And you can describe the success as how you want. But it's much more, for me, how we talk to younger generation around what's been our challenges. So um, I run them four times a year. We invite Sierra Leoneans like, from different professions and they come and talk about their um, working, their career background. Um, but the most important thing has been what's been challenging. Because a lot of people think when you do a lot of stuff, oh, they will see you, they think it's really, really easy. But it's really, really difficult. Um, so it's a platform that showcases like really amazing women, all Sierra Leoneans who are just doing like amazing stuff. They've been through a lot, a lot, a lot of challenges. You know, I've been at some BIM talks where I'm in tears to just hear some of the things that people experience, that people go through. Um, and yeah, it's just about us educating ourselves. But it moves away because, you know, Sierra Leone, it's all around teaching us. Like, I remember even when I was growing up, like, our parents all want all of us to be lawyers, doctors, mm. bank, you know, working accounts and do all this stuff. Yeah, that's great. But we need to think about other industries where you get other people involved, you know, apprenticeship. I'm not even sure how much we do in Sierra Leone. Youth bulge in Sierra Leone, unemployment is high for young yeah, people. Really high. So you have to be thinking, how do you diversify it? There's obviously the ones who want to do all those careers, and that's excellent. But then there's other um, fields that people can work with. So it's a platform that we bring people together. And I think another key thing is that we partner with corporates. So all the events are held in the city um, with people like PwC, Lloyd, Thompson Reuters, um, and it's why, like so many, but it's corporate organizations because. I want like when a young person goes to this building, their mindset is all about like, I can make it. One day I can work yeah. in the city. One day I can have a position here. Because people say, oh, Maima, why are you not going to make a community center? No, we don't need to do that. We do a lot of stuff in community centers. And all these companies, they have their CSR. They've got corporate social. Exactly. They, they don't charge me to, we don't get charged to use the premises. They give us the space. They give us um, snacks, food, whatever we record it and use it and we can use it but people are always so scared to approach a lot of this corporation but yeah. they're there we have to use it we have to get young people this is how you change you know you change it if i'm someone who's always in a community center no i'm not saying it's like a bad thing but for your constant life you're doing stuff they're doing stuff there you're not seeing like what is outside the other stuff that you can grab the other stuff that you you can take so for me, it's also around that, making sure when young people go, they see all of this. And some of them, it's like their first time they're going to places like Canary Wharf and going into how can it be yeah. um, and seeing um, all of that. The other thing about it, it's quite a space where people can feel open and talk. So we probably maximum people would have is like 40 yeah, that people that come to it because we want people to have open discussions. You want really people 
to network after. It's not about the numbers. Mm. The one, two, three people that come, if you go out and do a partnership with someone else, that's like a really great impact for us. And we've seen it. I've seen people that's been, they've met for their first time, they've done stuff together. And that's what you want to see. It's not about bringing thousands of people. It's about bringing a small number, but you make sure when they leave, they, they feel a certain kind of change because they've learned from another Serenian person that, um, that's moved there. So BIM Talk's been it's fabulous. Um, I don't know if you, I'm sure you guys know Nabare. She's a yeah. Sierra Leonean host. So she hosts um, BIM Talks. And what I was trying to do last year, like, because obviously Nabare is like our in-house host. But going forward, I think what we're going to try and do is try and get like young Sierra Leonean presenters who want to host. So probably- I mean- want, you don't have to look any further <laughs> I'm right here so it's been good so you know um, I'm sure you guys know Jemmy there was one snubbery travels I remember Jemmy covered and it was such a great experience for her you know for her as well um, so BIM Talks is just so fabulous and what happened last year when because last year I was in Sierra Leone a lot but it's been so good that these guys, like my um, Nabri and them, just ran with it. Um, and we were meant to get back on it like this year, but with COVID and every single thing, yeah. um, we'll have to kick it off because it's such an important part of the community. Just how we showcase like fabulous women. These are things like young Serenians we don't see. There's like amazing Serenian women in this country, let me tell you. But then when I speak to them, I say to them, why aren't you guys supporting? And these are stuff we have to change because they've had really negative, horrible experiences within the community. So they go and just sit, you know, they basically move themselves. How would you work yeah. hard? Your community turns against you. The Congo side, the Boku talk, the da 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 da. You don't want to, you don't want to lose every single Boku thing. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> that you, you, yeah. So a lot of them shy away. They just, you know, they just can't keep to themselves. Mm -hmm. They like the platform because it's different. So there they can come. And these women, they're just like amazing. Even me, like I sometimes I'm just like, oh my God, like just in admiration and learning so much stuff for them. Um, but everyone keeps saying like, oh, Marima, you have to share your own story because I've never actually myself sat on the platform to talk should. about my, <laughs> which I should. I've always yeah. just like got all these um, other women. So today we've, interviewed like over 35 of them and, wow. and quite a lot and one I had like two following ideas from it I had something called Young Beamers which every year I wanted to hold a conference for young civil unions which would be like a hundred but for us to write to like um, different companies we do goodie bags for them um, and then also to have a mentoring program where the panelists and most of them have agreed they could get some of the young people for them to, to mentor but it's just, you know, the time. Yeah. There's like so much stuff we can do. But now, obviously, there's loads of people. And I don't even mind if someone runs with it and takes it on. I'll be much more happy. But I think it's how we change stuff. These things about changing. These things about our own stories. We explaining our own journeys. We getting ourselves to learn um, um, from each other. If it's business, whatever you're doing, whatever industry, because the tips are there, you would always find something. You can always identify with something um, that you're probably going through, and it basically um, helps. So yeah. Do you know, do you know one thing 
I really do like about you just from like everything that you've explained I like that when you do something it's like you make it your your mission to bring others along too and I've seen that with obviously through smiling through smiling through like and through beam talks as well so much so that even with beam talks you haven't even had a chance to actually speak about yourself but in the midst of that it's it's really good because I don't even think many people know the magnitude of of beam talks and you know being around women serialonian women young serialonian women that are you know doing things in their in their respective fields and for you to say hey i want you to put you at the forefront i'm going to put myself back yeah and i want you to just talk about what you do that's that's really great i i, I really do like that and um you know, I may need some mentoring, you know, because I, I just, I, li- I like to do, I really do. In all seriousness, I really, I really do. Um, I've got two questions. Mm-hmm. So, um, with Beam Talks, is it just limited to Sierraleonians in the UK or can Sierraleonians in the diaspora or Sierraleonians in Sierra Leone also get involved as well? Like, is there a way for them to make that connection if, let's say, they're in America or somewhere in Europe? Yeah, that's a great question. So when when I started it, it was just Sierra Leoneans. But then what we started doing, because I think, not even think, we also need to start learning from what other countries are doing. But when you learn from them within our own context, um, that's really important. You think of how does it work in the Sierra Leone context. So for example, I always say Rwanda. Rwanda went through the genocide. We went through the civil war. The genocide was really bad for the Rwandese the same as the war but look at how Rwanda they've moved Mm. their population is probably like 20 million we're 7 million there's key learning from Rwanda that Sierra Leone can take we're not saying go and do what Rwanda is doing because the countries are very different it's different context but a key thing we can learn one thing that the um, Kagami done was bring the two tribes together that we're fighting to have unity he brought them together. That's something we need to do in Sierra Leone because we know there's a lot of tribal stuff now that's going on in the country. Mm. So that's one key thing um, we can learn. So I changed BIM Talk to have um, guest speakers who come and give us keynotes from different African countries, but the panel would always be Sierra Leoneans. So we changed it that much for other women from different um, African countries to come and speak so we've had people you know from Ghana that would come and talk to us about their own journey and their own experience and then the panelists is um, open um, in terms of the other countries we've had someone join us from Canada that is they Sheridanian as well join for video link so we've done that but what are people who can just literally just run it from the different countries and kind of just franchise it I was thinking of a franchising model that we could um, use to get it like in different countries for people just to just use it and just to just um to just run it um and the thing you were saying like for me i'm a christian i pray i think every single thing i'm doing is like my purpose these are things god like when i've prayed has helped me so it helps me to be really really humble because i'm not doing it to for people to praise me and people you know you guys can call me and interview me and anyone and i can talk about it but i'm doing it for us i'm doing it for the little Mariama that's not even been born yet in Sierra Leone or the little Aisha or the little Fiona. That's why I'm doing it. I'm not doing it for anyone to say, oh my God, look what you're doing. It's not about that. It's about us doing stuff that, yeah, you'd always take it, but the glory ultimately 
one goes to God, but the changes that you make. Um, and I think that's really important for, um, for us to recognize. And for me, like, Fiona has known me for years. I haven't changed. I don't, I've changed more, like, in the sense of... system, man. Yeah, like, become more mature mm-hmm. in, or more, like, with my dreams, it's focused. But I would still party party with my group of friends have my wine enjoy my life you know that wine mama wasn't we supposed to have wine night like, <laughs> i know i love wine aisha oh my god <laughs> i love white wine yeah me and Mama have made and we haven't done it because we both forget because we're just both awful but i will say i will say there was a time do you remember when i had the idea about the thing about when we met in old street yeah i yeah. said about it the mental health men Health, yeah, oh my gosh, I remember. Yeah, yeah, I went to speak. To yeah, you need to make it happen. So, we gotta make this happen. Yeah, you need to make that one happen. No, but seriously, Marama hasn't changed. We're back in Old Street, yeah, and yeah, you, she hasn't changed. She hasn't changed. Do you know what it is? Do you know another thing as well? Because, like, I can I can feel your humility, and I haven't actually met you yet. Do you know what I mean? As mm. in, like, face to face, I can feel I can feel that you are a humble person, and you've met. Even through that year, it's like you always get praise. So, like, I've seen on your page as well that um, you were amongst uh, 100 um, West African women. Like, on the... Mm. Yeah, so you were featured on 100 women in West Africa. Uh, let me tell you the funny story yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. You know what happened? Um, so, you guys know Madame Woki, mm-hmm. um, yes. the designer in yeah. yeah. So, like, if you see my wardrobe, it's like her stuff, Isilia... Um, if I'm going to like big events, I must wear Civil Union stuff so they mm. get covered. So when the list came out, she sent it to me. Obviously, she was also on the list. And I was like, oh, girl, oh, my goodness, well done. She was just like, you're so crazy. You're on, on the list yourself. I was like, no way. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see, you was even yeah. praising her. Like, yeah, she was like, Mary, you're so funny. Her. Yeah. Oh. We were talking, I was like, go girl, of course, Madam Woki, we have to rap. Da, da, da. I was talking about like all the other ladies that were on there. She's like, Mommy, you're so crazy, you're on the list yourself. Go and have a look. That's why I'm posting the thing to you. This is why you will continue <laughs> but, to yeah. prospering. 100%. Because you're happy of for other people. Good vibes, good energy. Yeah, great vibes. You're humble. Like, I, yeah, I, it's... I, love to, I love to see people like this just doing things in our community. People that are literally make it their mission to just uplift people and you said you're christian as well so like god will continue to see what you're doing and you'll bless you there's no way like that's why your businesses are blessed because you continue to bring people on you know Uh, but even that aisha i think the community what causes a lot of problem and people need to understand that young people you see our hands Mm -hmm. all our fingers are not the same yes what you're really good at what fiona is really good at it's not what i'm good at Mm -hmm. So once you know what you're good at, once Fiona knows what she's good at, I know what I'm good at. So for me, I know I'm not good at everything. So Smiling Through Light, we have an advisory board. These are people who are experts in stuff I'm weak at, but they're there. They want to help you and support you. So I cannot compete with you on your own skills because I'm not good at it. It's that competition that people need to stop. Try and find your own path and try and find what you're good at, what your passion is and drive with it. Don't be hating on Aisha and Fiona because you're doing Boku Talk podcast. Mm. You're not doing like my my <laughs> husband was just saying to me, Oh, what are you gonna start like hosting the stuff? I said, No, no, me host. Oh, please. No. No, we're doing like interviews. Do you understand? Like, because I yeah. recognize when pe- I can't sing, 
when I hear people that can sing, I'm just like, oh my goodness, this is like amazing. So that's how the community is going to change. All this competition around like silly stuff, like Mr. Jallo says it, know thyself, find thyself, understand yourself, know what you're about, stop mm -hmm. hating on other people because they've got to that position where they're enjoying what they're doing. Go and spend time and educate yourself and spend time just learning yourself. That's why I'm at peace because I'm, you guys are hosting stuff. I'm like, yeah, like that is not my thing, but I can come and have fun on the platform. Um, you guys can, can come say, to talks and ex you understand? Yeah, mm -hmm. can I just say as well, like, it, it's so good that you're, like, highlighting this and you're speaking on it, because at the end of the day, we can't all do everything. Yeah. But it's good that people <laughs> actually... Got no, but it's the truth, because Being people true. are always trying to do everything. But it's good when you can find yeah, what so you can funny. do and you master it. Like, you know, we need someone in every single field. It's just, I yeah. mean, I just can't be in every field and neither can you. Like, I'm not saying, like, like for me, yeah, for everything that you said, like you sound like you got, you're really good at putting things together and you're really good at like educating people and finding things out about certain things. I have limited patience for that. Mm. I show up and I do the thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll kill it every time. Yeah. But you just need the person that does the research and gives you the stuff a couple of hours before, and that's cool. I can yeah. do research, it's just to what extent? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, and, you know, being talks, like you said, you obviously network with people, you know who to go to, you know who to find out things with, you know how to, like, present. Honest to God, the way you, you started off this podcast discussing your, your business, I swear to you, like, from the first sentence, I was like, fam, if this was a pitch, I'm in, because it just sounds bare, like, structured and well. Even yeah. though, <laughs> you know, a lot of the stuff I might not know about, but it's just the way you present it. Me, I don't know if I'm... Yeah, and like, do you know what it is as well? Even if you don't know, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Just ask. Mm -hmm. Just ask. Like, right now, yeah, like, there's so many, I feel like there's so many gems that I've taken away from from this episode, and it's literally just been under one hour. If I know there's certain things that I can't do, and I feel like Mariama will have the answers, I'll just go and ask her. It's oh, yeah. something to now try and mm -hmm. even try and attempt to create myself when I don't even know. Do you know what I mean? Mariama mm -hmm. can give the pros and cons. She can tell me, wait, Asha, maybe you should do this or maybe you should do that. It's also good as well, like, in your chosen field to get some mentorship. Just like what we've, we've literally just been saying, you're not going to know everything. You need someone yeah. that's going to help you and guide you to that place. You know what I mean? So, yeah, guys, like, especially in our community that's so small, there's people that are out here doing great things, just like Mariama. Yeah. Go to there's her loads of people. There's lovely. so many people. And, and there's loads of them that are willing to actually sit down and talk to you, provided you approach them appropriately. Like, well. Just remember, yeah. approaching is everything as well. Like, Mariama, I know how you were saying before, some people were like, they don't want to get too much involved in the community because of how they've been treated. Imagine if their approach, mm. the way they have been treated was different. Look what, like, who knows where we would have been yeah. for long. Mm -hmm. So, like anyone that is watching this and, and you can ask because i remember like um um there was a young girl that asked me for something but i couldn't help her but i knew someone else that could so i just put them in contact and said you guys two seconds go, you know <laughs> do your own thing and off they went and she was so Mm -hmm. people shouldn't i don't know if it's pride i really don't know what it is that holds you like i always say if i need something i can go to aisha she can say yes or no great if it's yes i'll feel really really happy if it's no i feel like oh my god but at least i try to do it you have mm -hmm. to try to do it yeah. can't sit thinking 
because all you start doing oh i wish i done it oh my god why didn't i do it causing a lot of um, fear and stuff go ask it's I, people are either going to say yes no and a no might not be bad a no sometimes means you're just not ready for that thing sometimes oh. a no yeah. getting oh. you prepared or or the no could be no i can't but i'm going to direct you to the right person so, person so, exactly no might not even be a no like no full stop it just might be no i'm not the one but you know everything is always an opportunity in a different way it depends on how you view it so well thank you so much because that was lit i personally think that Maram was just lit anyway but she knows that i don't need to tell her again <laughs> no she is <laughs> Nah, like she is. Uh, thank you guys so much. Yeah. Mom is the beam in beam talks. Amen. The light in smiling through light. The marrying Marima. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, honestly, like it's been really, it's been really informative. Like, mm-hmm. I, again, like I said, I really hope people, when they're listening, they can take away some gems from this episode um you know what we're about we're about the community and we want to keep bringing people onto the platform that are doing bits in our community and people that you guys can connect with as well our community is so small even if you're from outside of the uk Mm. again please connect with these these people when she goes over to sierra leone like if you're someone that's in sierra leone right now if you want to get involved, if you want even just mentorship, if you want to be under somebody that is, you know, doing great things in the community or in Salon, please connect with Mariama. Approach nicely in a great way, please. Yes, nicely is the key word. She's not your mate, you know, she's not your mate. Like, And don't ask her about her personal business because it's not yours. Exactly. <laughs> Please, yes, I'm the big please. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like which brings up brings us now to our last segment of the episode, which is Big Up You. We've been with the amazing Maria Ma. And yeah, the Big Up You is Beam Talks and Smiling Through Light. She's explained everything about it. So guys, please make sure you go and follow those pages on Instagram. Um, do you have any other social media accounts for those businesses? Um, so our website is www.smilingthroughlight.org. Um, we're very active on Twitter. So our handle on Twitter is at SmileK. And then on Instagram, there's at SmilingThroughLight and there's at BeamTalks. So, yeah, make sure you're following all of those. Marama, plug yourself as well. What are your socials, the ones that people can get into contact with you if they have any questions and queries, not about your personal life, but specifically <laughs> No, because you know it, it should be it should be said, please, I think. So yeah. Um yeah, Insta on I'm on Facebook, um on Instagram. I think obviously a lot of your audience probably use more Instagram. So I'm there at MK Mkamara2. Um, so that's my personal account. So people can send me a message. Then there's the Bim Talks account at Bim Talks. There's the Smiling Through Light at Smiling Through Light. And obviously I'm on Facebook. So yeah. Make sure you're following her and you know, you contact her about any queries and questions that you have. So yeah, this wraps up another episode of Buckle Talk Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> obviously we're not going to say Buckle Talk. <laughs>
Come on, yeah. Bring it on home, Bring it on home. But yeah, thank you so much for listening, guys. I'm Aisha. I'm Fiona, and we will be back with another episode soon. Thank you for joining us again, Mariama. And yeah, we oh, are out. Thank you.